This is Zan Dixon with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Richard Moore of Los Jardines Institute. Richard, welcome to Generation Justice. All right, thank you very much. So, um, can you please tell us more about yourself? I've been uh, here in New Mexico now. It's been, I think, 52 years I've, I've, I've been here. I came as a, as a youth. Um, and uh, I was actually born in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, and but when I came here to New Mexico, I actually didn't come from Harrisburg. I came from from Parks Job Corps Center in Pleasanton, California. Um, I think part of that history is what's really really crucial uh, to what we're doing here today. Um, I come from a multiracial family. Um, my mother is Anglo, um, and my father, uh, my original father, is uh, is Puerto Rican. Um, so much of our family actually. Uh, I was born, as I say, I was born in Harrisburg, uh, but uh, but um, most of my family actually were migrant workers, and so they were coming from the island of Puerto Rico, and then they would come through Pennsylvania. So, and part of my family settled in in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and that's where I was born at. Uh, so I'm co-coordinator of Los Adinas Institute uh, here in Albuquerque. I'm also national co-coordinator of the Environmental Justice Health Alliance for Chemical Policy Reform. I'm also one of the founding members and uh, board members today of the National Just Transition Alliance. Um, and there's other, uh, several other groups uh, that I or we uh, engage in at the national level. So when did you know that you really wanted to work for the people and you wanted to impact their lives? Well, I mean, I, I think even looking back, um, it's kind of far looking back. Uh, you know, I'm 72 years old. I'll be 73 years old coming up here um, next year. Um, but uh, was those, you know, I think my mother uh, played a very instrumental role uh, in where I'm at today. Um, and so working in those fields as a very young, not as a child, but as a very young teenager, um, just seeing the conditions that the farm workers were working under, uh, the organizing that was taking place uh, by some of the organizers um, in those fields and so on, uh, just gave me a very broad a broad sweep um, of, of terms of social conditions, economic conditions, uh, racial conditions, um, and that helped to kind of uh, instill in my in my mind uh, the importance of doing social justice work um, and. My mother was very, very active in her neighborhood. Uh, she was considered a, a leader in the neighborhood, a community leader. Um, so I was attending meetings when I was very young, hearing various issues, unemployment, health care, child care, uh, all the issues that uh, people of color um, and others face in this country today. So that really had a lot to do with my upbringing and where I'm at right now. So me being a youth, I have a lot of mentors, including you, and I want to know what, what were some of your mentors when you were young? Well, I think, as I said, I think one of the primary ones really was my mother. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people ask the question every once in a while, who was, who was one of the people or several of the people that you look up to? And first, I do have to say my mother because there was times in that history where I came from a, sam a single family and my mother was the one that was needing to bring me up. No? Um, so she's very clearly uh, uh, one of my mentors and a lot of what she taught me and what she shared with me um, is where what I attempt the kind of person I attempt to be now in terms of the work we're doing. There's several other um, I would say mentors. I've been fortunate here in New Mexico, 
Enriqueta Vasquez from northern New Mexico, um, who comes out of the Chicana, Chicano movement, um, Batita Martinez, uh, who's a writer, um, and Batita mentored many of us throughout the years. Uh, so there was a whole set of, of, of people that I really uh, looked up to. I think one of the other ones that's crucial is Ernesto Che Guevara, and I see I see Che um, as a mentor. I uh, was fortunate enough uh, throughout these years uh, before his father passed to spend some time with his father, um, and so we talked about the life of Che um, and his international commitment uh, to to the movement, to the international movement. So Che was very clearly one of one of my mentors. And um, what advice do you have for other young activists like me and many other people around the world? Well, I mean, I I, I think not only looking at back, but looking at uh, at where we are today. Um, uh, one was the constant uh, reminder of of the relationship to the family, and I say that because. Um, meant for many of us, um, although we were in youth organizations um, years ago. I mean, uh, many may know that I come out of the Chicano movement, um, and then based on that, here, even here in the city of Albuquerque, we founded the first um, health clinic, community-run health clinic here uh, through the Black Bray organization with community members. Uh, we found we opened up the first breakfast programs, um, feeding children breakfast before they went to school, before... Uh, the breakfast program um, and lunch program opened up uh, in the Albuquerque Public Schools. So it's really that relationship with the question that you're asking. It's that relationship between youth and elders. Um, and so we have a lot to, to learn and share with each other, um, not only history but experiences and, and so on. So we were attempting to constantly engage um, both the elders and bring elders into that youth circle. Um, so I think that's one of the very, very, very crucial ones. Um, I think another piece, because as we went through our organization uh, within the Black Berets, um, uh, there was a meeting that was held in northern New Mexico that was convened uh, by women and men um, elders. Um, and we sat in that circle together and shared the history, uh, sh shared many of the issues that we were working on, many of the issues that they felt that we should be working on. And so they left us in that meeting uh, with three things. And I think this is uh, one of the major pieces I really want to be able to share. And I think these three things um, not only help to build and to mold uh, where I am, but I think we constantly share these three points uh, with others. One was never forget where we came from. Um, that's very, very crucial. A place does matter. Um, and where we come from and how we relate to where we come from in our day-to-day -day work. No? The other one was always remember who makes it possible for us to be here. Um, and so that can be our parents, um, that can be our, our, our grandparents, that can be Malcolm X, that could be Che, that could be many of the women uh, leaders, uh, both locally and nationally and internationally. Um, so always remember who makes it possible for us to be here. I think the third thing that they that they left with us was always give back to others what's been given to us. So even in that discussion that we were having in northern New Mexico, in the mountains of northern New Mexico, um, just remembering um, that it's our responsibility um, to give back to others what's been given to us. 
So if we if we go to school and graduate, um, and if we're looking at our careers from there, um, I'll rem- always remember those three things. Um, if for those sisters and brothers, young sisters and brothers that are on the streets that may have dropped out of school, um, may have gotten a GED, maybe decided that they weren't getting a GED or whatever it is, um, we have a lot to learn from those young people at the same time too. And then so if we keep in mind then, uh, give back to others what's been given to us, then we can truly build the kind of movement that's necessarily to make major change in this country. I want to know about some of your advice that you got when you were a kid. Well, it was only really a, a couple of years ago oh. that uh, that people would start uh, calling me on the phone and they say, we want to invite some elders to this meeting. And uh, I'm kind of laughing about that because I never considered myself an elder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just been doing what we've been doing. We continue to do it. And we get older as the time goes by. You know? um, so looking back, lo- really looking back at things, um, I think one of those uh, clear points to us is, is, is sharing and exchanging, um, responsibility and accountability. Um, and there were, wherever we go in our life, uh, then based upon that, then um, remembering that we need to give back to others what's been given to us. So whether that's schooling in the institutional sense, um, whether it's high school, mid-school, or the university, or, or whatever those may be, our communities are not necessarily laboratories, uh, but our communities bring a lot of history, and those that live in those communities bring a lot of history uh, to where we were, where we are, and where we should be going. Um, so I think um, that's that's been a constant, constant uh, experience for me. Even on my travels uh, throughout the last uh, many years, um, when I'm there, if I'm going for a conference or whatever that may be, really uh, trying to visit, set some time to the side as part of that trip and really uh, visiting some of the elders and uh, and letting people know that we care about them, no? that we really care about them. Um, one of the things that, that from our from our historical uh, or from my historical upbringing um, is the whole concept uh, for the love of the people. No? So a lot of times people ask us, why do you continue uh, to do what you do? And if we look back at the life of the Black Panthers, if we look at the Young Lords, if we look at many of the American Indian movement, um, the Red Nation, um, if, we look, if we look back to Red Guard coming out of the Asian Pacific community, you would hear us in the 50s and the 60s, um, and even today, you would hear us say, when somebody asked the question, um, why do you do what you do? And we say, for the love of the people. Now that's something that's deep. I mean, that is that's something that's something that's extremely, extremely deep there. Because what does that mean for the love of the people? No? And so it's not just a question of rhetoric, or it's not just a question of a slogan, or whatever that may be. At the end of the day, I think for many of us, um, that uh, that we truly and firmly believe um, in that comment for the love of the people. No? Uh, so in order to continue this work then and from our own learning experiences, we need to engage community. So then another piece of that then as we move forward is is actually the fact um, that now that we're where we are and this time technology has become a major, major, major piece of communications. Um, we always went, knew who our neighbors were, um, engaged in discussions with our neighbors, um, so what I'm what I'm saying is let's use to the maximum technology, but never forget the primary source of communications is the engagement of discussions, 
um, having with people. So let's never, never replace those discussions uh, with technology. Okay, that was really inspiring. And I also want to know about what work led you to Los Jardines? Uh, well, today, uh, <clears throat> I think that um, uh, many people uh, know here uh, that know our history. Um, when we look, as we look back in our own history, or if I look back in my own history, then based upon that and Los Adines Institute, Los Adines Institute is an organization uh, that's based in the South Valley of Albuquerque. I say based in the South Valley because it's not just the South Valley organization. We work with people all over the city, and we work with people all over the state of New Mexico. Um, that engagement, uh, both what I'd say with our children and with our youth, uh, with adults and with the elders, as we begin to ask them, if we form an organization, uh, then what are the kind of issues that you think we should be working on? So agriculture became uh, one of those because our people have a, a, hundreds upon hundreds of years of engagement, of growing our own food, farming, gardening, um, eating healthy food, um, and this kind of thing. So then based on that, Los Jardines really came out of that piece of the history. No? Uh, Sofia Martinez is the other co-coordinator of Los Jardines Institute. Uh, she was originally born and raised in northern New Mexico and was brought up in a ranching farming community. Um, along with their family. You know? So agriculture is something that we work on at Los Adines Institute. Uh, we, we do have a lot of children on the property at Los Adines. There's children's activities that the children are engaged in. Um, you know, some of those are very, very broad-based um, in our like annual activities that we do around our children's programming. Um, and then linking that in Los Adines to environmental and economic justice. No? Um, because agriculture fits into uh, to environmental and economic injustice. Um, and then, um, just as we see food nowadays, just to say, um, our people have been eating organic food for generations. Uh, they weren't, they weren't using chemicals on the food, whether in rural communities in New Mexico or in urban cities. Now a lot of things have become trends, no? Um, so then based upon that, then our elders have a lot to add to our farming, uh, to the farm that we have at Los Adines, and so on. I know this is kind of a jump, but I just want to know, like, where do you think you're from? Where, where's your roots, your actual roots? You know, that's, uh, an, interesting, that's an interesting question. I, I've, uh, you know, I came to New Mexico actually when I was very young, and um, so, and I consider New Mexico home. Now, I'm very, I, I'm very clear about where I came from. Uh, which is one of those earlier comments. Um, so that those roots, um, uh, for me, um, are what I learned as a teenager, uh, because I left Harrisburg, Pennsylvania when I was 16 years old. Huh? I came to New Mexico when I was 18. I was just, I think I just turned 19 when I came to New Mexico. Huh? Um, so those roots to me, uh, like I said, I never want to forget where I came from, but a lot of my upbringing uh, took place here in New Mexico. And, Whatever my work has been for the last 52 years, because um, I've been actively involved here in New Mexico now in community activism and community organizing, uh, both uh, locally, uh, regionally, nationally, and internationally. And uh, what makes that possible um, is actually the mentors uh, that have worked with me to help me get where I am. And any contributions I've made 
I've never done it as an individual. It's always been about we and not about I. Uh, so it's really promoting the, the, the we and not the I. Um, okay, thanks for your time. And I just want to know if you have anything else that you'd like to add. Well, I mean, I think that, um, you know, that, that, that what do we have to learn and share uh, from each other? And uh, we have a group of young people and elders that have been with us here um, in Albuquerque for the last several days. We're planning uh, for our next year's uh, youth elder dialogue, as we call it. No? Um, so some of the points that we've, that we've covered here are some of the same points that, uh, that uh, we discussed then. I mean, I think the last couple of things, we have to be able to take care of ourselves. Um, and so health is very, very crucial to that. I mean, for many of us, um, you know, we're, we work all day, whether we're working at Los Sardinas in the fields or whatever we're doing there. But at the same time, we tend to slack off a little bit at times. Um, we cancel doctor's appointments for <laughs> sometimes because oh, a meeting came up. Mm. And we say, ah, you know, <clears throat> what we'll do is we'll just postpone that doctor's appointment and so on. So that healing, um, and we have a lot of healing to do together, uh, but we've got to be able to take care of ourselves. Uh, many of our people are working seven days a week. Um, a lot of them that are doing grassroots organizing are not paid. Um, they're volunteers in their capacity. Um, and so when we really look at that, then, um, then we have to be able to take care of ourselves. And so... Um, I'm flagging that because, um, and, and some would laugh if, if they hear this because they say this is Richard encouraging other people to take care of themselves when many of us many a times don't take care of ourselves. No? Um, so all of that uh, kind of adds up to the pieces that we're talking about. We're in this, we're in this movement not from a short-range perspective but for the long haul. No? Um, so uh, we plan on uh, being around for quite a, quite a long period of time. Thank you for sharing your time with me, the people, the radio, especially the young people who are listening. Thanks. All power. I would like to thank uh, Generation Justice. You all are doing a terrific job, so keep up the good work. For Generation Justice, I'm Zan Dixon.